Welcome to Keep Playing, a podcast about what business can learn from the world of sports. I love sports. As a businessman, I've always been fascinated about sports. Fascinated about what I can learn from athletes, whichever sports discipline they represent. Fascinated about athletes' perseverance, their persistency, innovation, their learning from mistakes, never giving up, their team spirit, and the fact that the best just keep playing, whether the sun is shining or the rain is Hi and welcome to episode 4. This episode is about Muhammad Ali and I have called the episode for Mission Statement. I will get back to Muhammad Ali uh, risking his boxing career because of something much more important in just a few minutes. But I need to set the stage first. You Google mission statement. You are taken to some quite colorful discussions on why a company exists. I am the first one to advocate the importance of a company formulating and sharing why it exists in the first place and what it is ideally striving to become sometime out in the future. Every company should be clear on its mission statement and share it both internally and among all external stakeholders. A company should be so much more than its day-to-day activities and its annual report and bottom line. However, I have often been both surprised and disappointed about how many companies treat their mission statement. Generally, I see three different problems. The first problem, a company simply doesn't have one. So why the company exists in the first place remains a mystery. The company apparently exists only to operate and make money. Problem number two, the mission statement is formulated and framed beautifully and it now hangs in the company boardroom. Only nobody outside the boardroom knows about this. And even the board members are unable to articulate exactly what the mission statement is and why it has been crafted as is the case or even by whom. It seems to be an exercise for the sake of the exercise itself. And the third and final problem. The mission statement is so blurry, fluffy, long, academic, out of touch with reality, or just completely ununderstandable that one asks himself, what is the purpose? On the other hand, when a company indeed has a strong mission statement, it can be extremely helpful in mobilizing the organization, setting the direction, and creating clarity. So why don't all companies treat this seriously instead of wasting time doing an 
incomprehensible text nobody knows or nobody cares about? Perhaps the answer is that many companies simply are not prepared to actually follow their own mission. Perhaps the words on the wall are too dangerous should it ever come to a serious test. Let me try to explain by using this analogy from boxing and Muhammad Ali. And more specifically from when Muhammad Ali was uh, the world's greatest boxer back in the 1960s and the 1970s. Because besides being the world's best heavyweight champion, Muhammad Ali was also a man of principles as well as a man on a mission. Back in March 1966, at the age of 24 years, just two years after changing his name from Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali was stripped of his boxing license. He was stripped of his title and even of his passport. The reason was that he refused to be inducted into the armed forces and be sent to Vietnam during the Vietnam War. In Ali's own words, I ain't got nothing against no Viet Cong. No Viet Cong never called me nigger. Whatever you might feel about Muhammad Ali's decision, one must admire him for his principle of not wanting to go fight a war on the other side of the world. And indeed, Muhammad Ali paid the price for his principle. He was unable to box in his prime years from the age of 25 to almost 29 years old, probably the best years in a boxer's career. But to Ali, the principle of resistance to the Vietnam War was more important and he was willing to stand up to this principle and pay the price. Muhammad Ali was on a mission from then on. He was traveling the US criticizing the war and advocating African-American pride and racial justice. Many other boxers would probably have chosen to bend, to do their service, and then hope to come back to fight in the ring again. The title, the fame, the money would all have been more important, important than supporting the Vietnamese people. And it was only in 1970 that Ali won his appeal against the 1966 decision and got his license back and then stepped into the boxing ring again. The rest is history. And uh, as we all know, Muhammad Ali won back the title and became perhaps the greatest boxer ever until he stopped his career in 1981. Muhammad Ali will forever be known and admired for his boxing career as well as his principles and mission. He never chose the easy way. He was ready to face the consequences of living by his principles. Now, companies are not like Muhammad Ali, but often they still use some big words. Words like 
delivering the best service, healing of both people and planet, make a difference, or to inspire and fulfill your curiosity, just to name a few examples. But if we take a closer look at some of these words, it easily becomes clear that they often are either meaningless or non-committing. And then what good do they do? Let me try and dissect. Delivering the best service. How will you decide this? And which actions do you take as a company to ensure this? Or healing people and planet. What does this even mean? And when healing the planet becomes too expensive, will you still do it? Or will short-term profit and share price be more important? Or fulfill your curiosity. Again, what does this even mean? Please explain it to me because I don't understand. And then again, when you see a strong aspirational company statement, you get excited. So it is not the idea of having a mission statement I oppose. It is the formulation or the lack of execution often that I object to. Let me give you a few good examples of great mission statements. For instance, I like 3M's mission statement, and I quote now, to improve every life through innovative giving in education, community, and the environment. Life improvement makes sense. Innovation as the tool is clear and the free domains well-defined. Or another example, this time from Tesla. And again, I quote, to accelerate the advent of sustainable transport by bringing compelling mass market electric cars to market as soon as possible, end of quote. And I can see myself being part of that mission and indeed happily so. So again, we are not as companies Muhammad Ali, but we can be inspired by his mission, by his you know, refusal to bend, to always follow his principles, no matter the consequences, no matter the costs. And this is where I think that a mission statement start making sense and becomes um, committing to a company and not just some fancy words on, uh, on the wall in the, uh, in the boardroom and words nobody else ever heard about. So, dear companies, treat your mission statement seriously and spend some time on developing, writing, crafting a compelling mission which makes sense and which you are prepared to almost die for. It's more important than making a short-term profit. And when this is the case, I will respect you, your mission statement, your company, your existence, just like I admire Muhammad Ali and his mission and his principle. All right. 
end of episode four. In next week's episode, you will meet runner number 261 in the Boston 1967 marathon run, Catherine Switzer. And I have chosen to call this episode for disruption. So I hope you will tune in against again next week for our next episode in Keep Playing. Hope to see you again, all for now. Bye-bye.